Hello to everyone tuning into the Highly Optimized Podcast today. My name is Ryan Sprague, and throughout this podcast, I will be showcasing conscious leaders who are living a life beat their own drum, sharing their stories, and revealing their valuable information for you listeners on how you can effectively take life into your own control, what steps to take to create your own path, and how to maximize your ability to lead and manifest your dreams in this reality. When it comes to the subject of life, I firmly believe that our purpose here as human beings is to transform ourselves into the best versions of ourselves possible. The challenge I have seen within the realm of transformation the most is people acting from a place of distaste for themselves. They jump into a transformative process because they quote unquote don't want to be who they are anymore, rather than looking at who they quote unquote do want to become and what will be possible in their lives for them when they become the best versions of themselves. This is why I am such a proponent of getting coaches and mentors to help with this process. Today's guest is a master of the art of transformation, specifically within the realm of health and body transformation for men. He is a doctor of occupational therapy, a holistic health coach specializing in the art of transformation, and is leading the way in helping busy, high-performing men in experiencing the overall revolution that is possible in their lives when they commit to transforming their health, body, and self-image as a whole through his unique coaching process. This episode is absolutely packed with gems of wisdom and is designed to allow you to understand his process and receive some amazing takeaways that you can begin implementing into your life today for self-empowerment. So please give me a big hand in welcoming my man, Dr. Levi Dyke to the show. Levi, it's amazing to finally be on the podcast with you, bro. It's a year in the making. <laughs> Dude, I'm so excited, man. You've been killing the podcast game for a while now. And I, you know, you and I have been connecting back and forth for a year. And finally, we, we make it happen. Yes. And, you know, it's so amazing to be chatting with you, man. You know, a lot of the subjects that you specialize in are my bread and butter and things that I love, you know, health, fitness, transformation, men's work. I mean, these are all things that, you know, are resounding yes from my heart and things that I love more than anything. And so I'm super excited to get into this with you and see where we go in this episode, you know, and, you know, really what I love starting out with is, you know, you do a lot of different things, right? And I imagine there's been many chapters of your life that have now integrated into the full picture of how you help men and how you coach in general, right? And so I'd love if you could give us the highlights of, you know, how you first got interested in health, how you first got interested in fitness, how you first got interested in coaching, and then how all of those things came together to be able to, you know, aid in you becoming this transformational health and wellness coach for men. Yeah, man. So I kind of, you know, fast forward it's been a journey, uh, as I'm <laughs> sure that it, it has been for you as well. But, uh, you know, what got me really in, into health was I had uh, cancer when I was 17, so 10 mm. years ago. And that really, you know, got me asking a lot of questions. And, and really, you know, like, I didn't know too much about health. I, I, I was an athlete my whole life. And so I, you know, I just kind of took it all for granted. And it got me asking a lot of questions about myself, about, you know, my identity and what all that meant. And whenever you're you're a baseball player and you identify and you wrap your mind around that and you're in high school and that all of a sudden gets taken out from underneath of you, you feel like uh, you have nowhere to turn. So, you know, that's really what got me in my journey with health and, you know, the, the, the mental part of it, the emotional aspect of it, the, the spiritual aspect of it. And then from there, you know, I... I I pursued uh, my degree in occupational therapy. I got my bachelor's in health sciences. I got my doctorate in occupational therapy. And I never even really have used it yet, you know, <laughs> technically. Uh, so I, once, I, once I graduated and got done, I, you know, I just decided to work for myself. You know, I saw the loopholes in the system. I saw, you know, all these 
all these people that wanted to wanted to you know work in a hospital or work in a clinic and serve and help people, but their hands were tied because of the way the system is set up. They can't actually help people. Uh, they're not actually taught the, the right tools to actually be able to help people and impact them in a deep and meaningful way and actually create transformation for somebody. So I'm like, you know what, I'm, I'm doing this thing on my own, you know, and I was coaching CrossFit, doing some personal training and and then whenever I moved to Phoenix is when I really dove deep into and really owned like that identity of being a holistic health coach and really stepping into what that means, you know, mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. And, mm. uh, you know, you've been in this long enough to know you, you can give somebody the workout, you can give them the nutrition plan, and it can be dialed in perfect, but that doesn't mean shit if they're not, if they don't have their mind right, if they don't have control of their emotions, if they don't have you know, some sense of, of connectedness and, and being throughout the world and throughout their environment. So, mm. you know, there's just, there's just so much to it that so much more than what meets the eye. And, you know, it's been a journey for me to learn for myself and then also, you know, to learn and be able to serve uh, for my clients as well. That's amazing, man. You know, like a lot of gems in what you just said and, you know, really like getting something like a hit, like a crisis, right? Like cancer, right? Like a lot of those things, you know, obviously they're a challenge, right? And I choose to use challenge over problem, right? We're both lifted coaches. We understand the power of language and how language creates our reality. And, you know, this is the, <laughs> this is the challenge when it comes to how we see what is happening either to us or, or for us, right? How we see that happening. And, you know, what it seems like is that I imagine there was some time in the beginning of that, that diagnosis when, you know, you, we were really challenged, right. And you went through a time where, you know, you had to go through an identity crisis, right. And all these types of things and coming out of, like you were saying, like, you know, leaving baseball and all this stuff. And I, I imagine that a lot of people listening go through very similar things when it comes to identity, right? Like, you know, the only status quo in life is change, right? Change is the mm -hmm. status quo. And so to the degree that we become attached to things is the degree to which we become stuck in our lives. Right. And, you know, mm -hmm. like Bruce Lee says, become water, right? Flow. And I love that whole entire, you know, ethos and metaphor as, you know, a life principle. And you were talking about what led you into, you know, working for yourself. And this is something that is really near and dear to my heart. I went to school for psychology and uh, only went through bachelor's because I realized I was like, listen, I don't want to wear khakis, right? I don't want to like sit in an office, right? Like that doesn't sound fun to me whatsoever. And I also knew that, you know, in the health industry as a whole, most people and most practitioners, uh, not for any necessary fault of their own, but the system itself is based on treating things, not curing things. And, you know, that's something that is really interesting to me because you really only get so far and so deep when you're treating things. And really like the key here is finding the root causes. You know, you were talking and speaking about transformation and all of these things. And, you know, really like the, the gem at the end of this is what is the root cause that is leading someone to these challenge results in their life, right? Like you were saying, you can give someone the workout, you can give them the nutrition plan, but if you're not going to the root cause of what is actually, you know, causing them to have these challenges in their life, then you're really only going to be able to go so deep for you. Like, what is some of the ways that you that you tackle finding people's root causes? You know, like, is there a I imagine there's a system you bring people through. But I imagine also now that you've been in coaching for a while, you can almost just tell someone's root cause before they even explain it to you. So I'm curious to get into that, man. Yeah, man, I love that question. And you, you, made, you made a lot of really good points, you know, in what you're saying. But, you know, to answer that, that question, I think the best way I can really explain it is, you know, we have basically these, these things in our life that we want to change, right? 
And basically, you know, someone comes will come to me and talk about the symptom, right? So maybe um, they're not in a fulfilling relationship or they're not in a fulfilling career or they, you know, they don't know how to take care of their health or, you know, whatever the symptom is, right? It's kind of the outer layer, right? And there's always diving deeper underneath whatever that symptom is. There's always this, this constraint that we're operating out of that's creating a pattern in our life, right? So if it's a, if it's a career that's not fulfilling, we're operating under a some kind of a constraint that's holding us back or if it's a relationship that's not fulfilling there's some kind of constraint whether it's self-love or worthiness or something down deep in the core of who we are that we're operating out of that's creating this pattern that's reinforcing our reality right so it's, it becomes like this whole metaphysical thing and, and it, the symptom is just on on the outside right and so like you said, it's, it's, it's kind of like from the outside looking in as you coach, you know, more and more people and as you gain experience in this work of expanding your consciousness and, and burning your egos, setting them on fire, you can <laughs> see like these, these different aspects and, and you can kind of guide someone down from the symptom down to this core root belief. And if you mess up that core root belief and you, you know, you acknowledged it and say, you know, ask if it's true, you know, so maybe someone's operating out of this core, uh, core belief that they're, they're not enough, right? You know, asking them if that's true, getting it on the table and, and you know, analyzing it. Is that true? Is, is there somewhere in your life that you're really not enough, right? And, and, you know, it's not true. It's, everybody is enough. You know, everybody yes. is their full expression of them and who they are currently in this present moment. It's a beautiful thing. Right. So getting them to acknowledge that, then you can stop feeding that beast of it not being enough. And when you stop feeding that beast, you get to replace it with something new. And whenever you replace it with something new, you get to create a new reality for yourself. So that's mm. basically the process. And, you know, there's a lot of ins and outs to getting there. As you know, it's kind of a interweaving, you know, thing because first we have to be able to calm the nervous system, right. With our breath and, and you know, with different methods of that, that nature, we have to, you know, put put these different things in place for our life so that our biology is working, you know, as well as our psychology. So it's, mm. it's this beautiful, you know, masterpiece that comes together at the, at the end of the transformation. It's like, holy cow, we just went on a rocket, our uh, spaceship ride. Yeah, man, dude, I love that. One of the most powerful statements that I share with my clients, right? And I imagine you have a very similar viewpoint is, you know, I'll tell them like, look around at your life. Whatever your life is right now is what you believe you deserve right? So if you're in that unfilling for relationship, if you're working a job you don't like, and you're staying there, you know, if you are feeling like you're not enough, right, then that's going to manifest into your reality. And so that's one of the greatest ways that I found to be able to actually make this stuff, you know, malleable for people, because a lot of times, you know, you were talking about the ego, right? And the ego has all these protection mechanisms, and it's doing the best with the information it has available, right? But it's kind of like a child, right? A child that's had the programming age has gone through wrong. And now there's some patterns and programs coming up that are not serving the individual. And so like, sometimes if I ask someone, you know, if I find their their limiting belief, right, and I can kind of tell right off the bat, and I ask them, the ego will start going through these protection mechanisms. And they'll be like, well, no, because of this, this, and I'm like, all right, well, look at your life. Is that what you believe you deserve? And they're like, well, no, I definitely want better. And it's like, okay, so why are you not having better results then, right? And that's like one of the kind of cognitive shifts, right? To use Mark's language that, you know, we can really, you know, gift our clients and invite them to see. And what you were talking about so beautifully and poetically there is bringing the unconscious into the conscious, right? And mm -hmm. the process of getting there is really 
our canvas, right, as coaches. And, you know, what I'm curious to ask you is, what is your favorite aspect of being an artist within the realm of coaching, right? Without, with being able to start with a blank canvas, a new client, right? And being able to help them paint the most beautiful picture of their lives possible. What's your favorite part of that? What's the most rewarding and fulfilling part of your work that you do, you feel? Man, honestly, all of it, you know, <laughs> I, I, I couldn't put my finger on it. And it's like, you know, you walk away from a coaching session and you feel like this sense of, of levity. You feel like you're, you're walking on water. You know, it's like this, it's like this feeling that, that you can't, you can't describe it whenever, mm. whenever you're down in the depths of somebody and, you know, they're crying or they're laughing or they're, you know, something's happening emotionally response. And, and then you're like, you're basically taking out the garbage in terms of their consciousness and, you know, putting it all out on the table and be like, you know, we're getting rid of this shit. You know, we're, we're setting fire to this. We're setting fire to this. We're throwing this away. And now what do you want to replace it with? And, you know, that's just, I don't know. I don't know what creates that feeling or why I get that, but maybe it's because it's happened to me so many times. I know the power that it means for somebody to be able to change the way that they think and the way that they show up in the world. I know that that leads to such a meaningful life and, and such a fulfilling life. And it creates like this beautiful ripple effect out into the world. And I just, I just know that that's where my gift is and that's where I'm supposed to be in that moment. Yeah. You know, a lot of times I, in my own journey, you know, I've thought about shamans and people like this to work with medicines and what we are doing is alchemy, right? It is shamanic work, right? We might not be including medicines, you know, maybe we are, maybe we aren't right. But what is the ultimate medicine? The ultimate medicine is ourselves, right? We are each our mm -hmm. own unique medicine and, you know, being able to help others feel more comfortable with the experience of being alive is really the oldest and most potent gift that humans can offer one another because we are all walking each other home and we're all mirrors of one another. And I just feel that's so potent because, you know, when you realize that for anyone listening to like you have this power too, right? Like whether it's you're pumping gas, right? And you're able to give the person who comes through, who's stressed out a smile that maybe was the only smile they saw all day that keeps them from committing suicide when they go home. I mean, like, you know, we never know how impactful the smallest things are that we do for one another. And, and it's like, it's, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's You're so, so about that, man. yeah, it's, it's so potent, you know? And, and that's why, like, I firmly believe that the best things in life are the small things, right? Because they're the things that are most accessible. And they're also the things that coincidentally and paradoxically we most need in our lives. Yeah. I mean, we always have like this sense of like comparison with other people or like the sense of like almost like we're kind of programmed in our society to just be like you know stay away especially with you know the pandemic and everything oh, yeah. you know, keeping people at an arm's distance and not not you know making eye contact and saying hello at the grocery store you know things like that it's like you know you see somebody driving a porsche and you're like you don't know what that person is going through you know you don't know what that you don't know if they're thought about wrapping that porsche around a telephone pole you know yeah so, so just being able to kind of program and, and go out into your day and really talk about, you know, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be nice to people. I'm going to make an impact in some way. I'm just going to bring a positive energy and a positive frequency. And, you know, that comes back to whenever you, you program yourself to do that, it comes back to you tenfold. And with, whether it's the, the people that you attract into your life or, you know, just always having things taken care of and just that internal feeling of, of uh, happiness and fulfillment, right? Happiness is an inside job. And, yes. and so it's up to you to create that. 
Yes. As above, so below, as within, so without, right? So, you know, I firmly believe that we all have an inner purpose and an outer purpose. And this is a perfect, you know, metaphor for, you know, as within, so without. And our inner purpose is to wake up, right? To remember that we are God in human form, right? And then from there, our outer purpose becomes whatever we're doing in the moment. Maybe we are pumping gas and we crack a joke to someone and it changes their whole reality, right? Like we are alchemists and we are magicians. And, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, our words creating our reality and how we can construct what our lives look like by the smallest decisions. And, you know, I'm curious for you, like knowing that you're an lifted coach as well, like how did the language game up? Yeah, I saw the shirt, man. That's why I was like, dude, I got to ask about lifted, man. You know, how did, you know, learning about language affect your life, right? And then therefore, of course, how did that come? How did that, you know, realization from within then be expanded without into your clients' lives as dude, well? Holy shit, man. For anybody listening, if they haven't done the lifted uh, certification, it is, I, I couldn't put a price tag on it, honestly. It changed everything for me. It changed everything. I was already down this this you know road of of self discovery and you know I had my coaching business I was doing fairly well but I swear that the month that I finished the unlisted certification my income doubled mm. you know that so that's a that's a you know a tangible result but dude everything in my life completely changed my relationships my you know my my parenting style my parenting style to myself. Like everything I can't even I can't even explain the intangible results because it's been everything you know and if you're a coach it helps with marketing it helps with your ability to connect with your clients and and be able to to dive from that superficial symptom down to the deep root core of their problem mm. and and it's everything man I I've I've gone through a lot of certs I've gone through a lot of coaching programs and that one is number one by far you know Same. number one for me. Um, and, and I, I use it with my clients. I, you know, I have them, if they're going through something or they need to work on something, we type out what's happening and what, what's happening in their life. And we look at the language and, and we look at how that language is so restricting and it's restricting their energy. It's restricting their thoughts. It's restricting their emotions. And we go in and, you know, put in some work and change it around, breathe, pair it with the breath. And it's like, holy shit, it's like this whole new person, right? It's, it's literally it's like stepping into a time machine uh, of being where you want to be whenever you change your language. And, you know, I used to listen to, you know, Mark on a couple podcasts before I actually got into the program. And, you know, I would, I would kind of, you know, mess with it a little bit. I'm like, ah, this is like, I don't know about this. Like I wasn't super bought in, but dude, going through that level one program changed my life. It changed my life. It changed the the life of my son. It changed the you know the life of of my clients. Uh, so I I can't say enough how, how awful that program was. Yeah, I mean you know abracadabra with our word we create right. And for me, the whole reason I started coaching was because of Mark England and Enlifted, right? Like Heard you know, the story, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like. You know, I first heard him on Positive Head podcast when I was in a grow room at the dispensary I was working at, you know, working on plants. And my partner, Rachel, you know, her and I, we always listen to the same episode. We'd be like, all right, hit play now. And then we'd go walk throughout the, you know, the canopy and, you know, deal with whatever we had to deal with in the dispensary. But, you know, I remember us both being like, whoa, that one was really cool. Right. And then like that was like two years before uh, I, you know, I went through a medicine ceremony in Las Vegas. Uh, and, you know, considering as Las Vegas and its medicine, it was an interesting, it was an interesting experience. And I had a 
awesome dark night of the soul after and realized that I had to, uh, that my soul was telling me to quit using cannabis for a little while and get clear and, you know, go to work and invoke my masculine energy. And through that time I started making posts and, uh, you know, just pouring my heart out on Facebook and, uh, tagged Mark in one of them because, you know, someone was asking like, Hey, where did you learn about this language stuff you're talking about? And at this point I knew extremely little about what he was doing, but I knew enough to tag him. And he messaged me and was like, Hey man, I think you should be a coach. And I was like, Hmm, that sounds pretty cool. You know, cause I'd gone to school for psychology. I knew I wanted to do something in that realm. But once again, khakis were not giving me the best uh, flavor of enjoyment in my life. And so, you know, that was really how I got started on it. And it's so interesting, man, because, you know, it really allows you to see that the best times in life, the best things are not thought about up here, right? They're felt in here, right? And, you know, I talk about this a lot with my clients and 3D reality is up here, right? That is hell in a lot of ways, right? The lower ego, like, you know, a lot of people look at religion and spirituality and this whole idea of hell, purgatory and heaven or, you know, whatever different religions call it, but all these three states, right? As somewhere you go when you pass on, as you, uh, you know, as you as you transcend and as you disembody a physical form and continue going on in your soul evolution. But really, there are states that you embody when you're in this life. That's the paradox, right? And so like to be able to give someone the gift of being able to bring them from hell into purgatory and then into heaven on earth. And then it's like, yeah, and you can create whatever you want from this place because now you're empowered. Now you have your personal power back. And I think that's one of the biggest challenges with what's going on right now in the world. And, you know, being a coach, I imagine you see the exact same things I do where I'm like, they're pretty much giving everyone permission to be a victim. And that is not going mm-hmm. to empower people, right? And then you were mentioning mm-hmm. also like the other challenges with this pandemic as well is people aren't thinking about the other consequences, right? Like for something that yes, is is quote unquote dangerous, right? To a certain level, right? About a 1% level, according to statistics. But what is the what is the impact of loneliness, right? You know, what is the impact of depression? What is the impact of anxiety? All of these things. And, you know, we could look at it this way, like it's great for us as coaches, we have a lot more people to work with, but that's not the way in which I want to receive clients. I want to receive clients that are excited to get further in life, not because they're at a crisis of like, I don't know if I want to commit suicide or not. And now I need this, right? Because of course, like I'll work with anyone that fits my criteria, but at the same time, like I can see what these challenges are doing. And I'm curious for you, like, you know, since all of this, you know, stuff started in the world, have you seen more challenges with regards to certain aspects uh, within your clients? You know, have you seen more trends with new clients you've been working with? And if so, how have you been moving through that? Because I feel as though some people listening might be feeling these things and maybe unconscious that they're even feeling it. And so Mm -hmm. I'd love if you could go into like maybe some of these telltale signs and then how you're attacking those or, you know, going into healing those in your clients. Yeah, I think the biggest thing has that I've noticed has been uncertainty, right? Mm. It's kind of, there's always changes going on in life, and that's how life is in general. It's uncertain. But, you know, whenever uh, things are brought to the surface, such as what happened with the pandemic, uh, then the uncertainty really, like, comes out in forefront. It's like, I really don't know what's going to happen. When You never really knew what was going to happen to begin with, but now it's just right in front of your face. And now it's like, how comfortable are you with the uncertainty? How comfortable can you be with the discomfort of what's going on right now in the world and in your life and in your internal state? And do you have the tools to manage that? Really? You know, do you have the tools to, to become comfortable? And that's where, you know, a lot of things we talked about already language, you know, having, having habits in place in your life to set you up for success, you know, going about your life and, and, you know, just shrugging off the bullshit. 
You know, a lot of people accept the bullshit, you know, listen to the news, listen to the radio, listen to, you know, their, their mom or dad talk about all the fear that's going on in the world and just bringing that into their reality. And, you know, I remember when the pandemic hit and shit uh, first started getting shut down. I was like, not, not a problem. You know, yeah. I got this. My, my life's not really going to change too much. Mm-hmm. And, and I, but I had the tools in place, you know, I was, I've been training myself to be in these, these dark places. I've taken myself to those dark places and put these tools in, in place in my life to, to be successful and, and to feel like I have a grip on things. And now I'm not saying I always have it together. We all have go through these experiences that are challenging and, and, and cause us to evolve and expand. But at the same time, I was like looking around at everybody and, and I could feel the panic. I could feel the panic at the airport. I could feel the panic at the, at the grocery store. And you know, I, in the airport one day, I'm like, what if I just gathered everybody here and did like a quick workshop for like 15 minutes? Like, cause I was literally just like watching people just bug out about everything. And I'm like, man, I, I used to be like that. I know what that's like. Mm. Uh, before, before I started this journey, I was stressed out. I was anxious. I was, uh, I didn't really have a grip on, on who I was and, you know, where I wanted to go in the world. And, you know, I know what that, that that feeling is like, and it can it can take you to this, these dark depths, and it's not a fun place to be. So, mm. you know, I I really uh, somebody listening to this is feeling that way. You know, ask somebody for help. You know, reach out. So that lone wolf mentality, man. I I used to suffer from that. You know, whenever I was you know going through hard times, I, I thought I could just make it through and just kind of plow through and figure things out on my own. And yeah, you, you can to a certain degree, and yeah, it develops some grit, but at the same time, it's like, why not, why not lean on somebody that, that's willing to help you? Why not, you know, ask somebody for help? Uh, you know, that's, that's how I've got the farthest in, in my life. And in my journey is, is, you know, hiring coaches, hiring mentors, doing experiences that, that connect me with other people. And, and you know, I, I got out of that lone wolf mentality and my life has just expanded from there. <laughs> Dude, you know, I like to translate the lone wolf into the lonely wolf, right? Because let's just call it out for what it is, right? Like when you're experiencing quote unquote lone wolf syndrome, it's lonely wolf syndrome, right? Like it's lonely at the top, you know, all of these types of sayings that program people and really like you were talking about the news and all of these things and like, where are you putting your attention, right? Because where attention goes, energy flows and everything that you're intaking is programming you in some way, shape or form in the subconscious, right? The subconscious takes in every single little bit of information each day and, you know, really like allows you to either make you or break you, right? Depending on how you take those things. And that's the main challenge with, you know, things like the news, things like, uh, things like all this fear tactics, right? Is that, you know, people might think they're informing themselves, but really they're just smothering themselves, right? You know, I enjoy being informed, but not smothered, right? And really like, unless a meteor is hitting the earth, Nothing's really that concerning that I need to know about it, right? And that's why I tell my clients and I tell everyone that, you know, I talk to uh, or that listens to the podcast that you have to fight for your right to be positive, right? It doesn't just happen, right? Mm -hmm. And so you have to take accountability for every single thing, dude, in your life, right? What are you watching, right? Are you watching fear and fear and, you know, violence type TV, right? Even if you think it's Mm -hmm. entertaining, we've all been programmed or not all that's binary language, but a lot of us have been programmed. I know I was to think Mm -hmm. that entertainment needs to be violent needs to be an adrenaline rush right and i'm not saying you can never watch these things but be able to be conscious and use discernment like hey for instance like am i about to coach a client 
Maybe the night before, mm-hmm. I shouldn't stay up late watching the sex and violence TV, right? Uh, yeah, what is that doing to my nervous system, right? Exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, you know, really in times like this, resilience is necessary, right? And when you, like you said it perfectly, the nervous system, right? That is the key to everything because when you're downregulated, right? When you have daily rituals and practices that are non-negotiables in your life, right? No matter what happens, you're not budging on that. That is what you do in the morning. You set yourself up for success. And over time, when other people are freaking out and they're reacting to things, you can look at the situation and go, hmm, how do I choose to respond to this, right? And mm-hmm. you can take account. And that's what a leader does, right? When the rest of the tribe is freaking out because, you know, there might be an invasion happening, the leader is the one who can actually think about what do I need to do? How do I need to show up right now? Right. And if they're up regulated, they're not going to be able to do that. And, you know, for anyone listening, like this is this is the the real gift that you get to give yourself when you do your self-development, when you work with a coach, this is self-mastery, right? It's being able to own your humanness and yes, have that humanness, right? Have those feelings that come up that, that tell you to react, right? But then be able to consciously yeah. say, oh, there's that thing that's telling me to react. Now me as the infinite source of spirit within gets to realize that there's nothing really to be afraid of because I know I'm infinite. So even if this physical body dies, I know I live on. So how do yeah. I choose to respond with that information being readily available? And, you know, one of the things I noticed in uh, as a global thing during this pandemic is that a lot of our distractions were taken away. Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, there was there was the people that were focusing on down regulating already and aware of distraction and all these things. And then the people that got blindsided with it. Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, I have a lot of compassion for those people because, you know, I don't think they were consciously distracting themselves and saying, you know, what would be really cool if I just shoved all my emotions under the rug and distracted myself <laughs> with, you know, going out drinking every Friday night and, you know, constantly working and doing these things. But what a gift. Right. Because now right. people have the opportunity to take initiative on that. And that is really, I think, the gem of, you know, what's going on right now and really the gem that every single person can choose to embody in any moment in time. It doesn't take a natural disaster or, you know, whatever you decide to look at this as, as, as a, as an event to make that happen. You can choose to choose yourself and realize that you deserve better for yourself. Right. And therefore, once you unlock that inner, it then gets projected outwards as within so without exactly dude i mean you're so right about that like with the distractions that's that's one of the biggest things you know people you we kind of as a society we're programmed into getting in the habit of, of distracting ourselves you know from from our emotions from the present moment distracting ourselves from dealing with, with something that, that's hard to deal with and you know you know i fall victim to it as well 100 percent admit that but i've also spent a lot of time with myself I spent a yes. lot of time feeling the things I need to feel and, and it's led me to like, you know, some, some personal growth that I, I can't, it's, it's one of those intangible results. Right. But mm-hmm. that's one thing I see is like someone can, can be super, super clear about what they want and, and where they want to go in life, but then they're distracted by all these other things, like these, the next shiny new thing. Right. So that's one of the keys to self mastery is, getting really clear about your values and the things that you want in life and not letting things get in your way, not allowing things to distract you, not looking, keeping your head on the swivel. Oh, what are, what are they doing? Or, Oh, you know, I like this person, but you know, they're not like super good for me, but they're okay for right now. Like, mm. you know, just whatever the thing is, right. Uh, we, we distract ourselves by, by that, but the real like sense of like fulfillment and clarity and peace and happiness comes whenever you are aligned with your values and you're aligned with your mission and, and the things that you want in life and you're going at it 
and your actions align to that. Yes. You know, it's funny. I was just uh, on a podcast uh, before this with my buddy Jason on the other one, this one time on psychedelics, and we were talking about core values, right? And how your core values are what you stand for, right? They are your anchors in a vast sea of possibilities, right? So how do you know what makes you happy? How do you know what happiness even is? How do you know what fulfillment is? How do you know where you want to go? How do you know what your mission is? All of those are attached to your core values and they're so potent and powerful. And that's one of the first exercises I bring my clients through, right? It's like, what do you stand for? Right. Especially as a man, right? Like I do a lot of men's work too. And it's like, it's, I mean, it's, it's vital and, and so important as a leader and as a man to know what you stand for, because then, you know, that old saying, your guest has no power until you learn to say no. Right. I am a recovering Mm -hmm. people pleaser. Right. And I would say yes to everything because what was I telling myself there? Right. Like, and I imagine Mm -hmm. you can, you can, uh, you know, vibe on this too, is that I was telling myself that I don't trust myself. I don't have faith in my process. So therefore Mm -hmm. I'm going to say yes to everything because I don't feel the right things quote unquote are going to come my way. And you know, Mm -hmm. that is extremely disempowering. And so now mm-hmm. I'm excited to say no to people. And the way that I translate it, and Doug, Doug Pillar gave me this one, but you know, if you know Dougie P, but you know, the way that I say it now is nope, you know, because nope sounds just a little bit happier than no, right? Yeah. So if someone's like, you want to go do this? I'm like, mm, nope, you know, and I yeah. love that. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? I wanted to stop by while I had your ear and share a very special announcement with you. You may have heard people say that we are facing an epidemic of loneliness in the world right now. We believe that this is only half of the story, and that the real epidemic, and the root of feeling loneliness, is a lack of connection. Do you want to connect to more purpose and passion with the important work you are doing? Do you wish you had closer friendships with people who understand you, listen to you, and are truly present with you? Are you wishing you and your partner could move deeper into love together? The connection in all of these areas comes down to the one most important element of connection, the ability to connect with yourself. If you are ready to see change in your life, if you are ready to feel differently when you wake up in the morning, if you are ready to step into the life you envision for yourself, the first and only route to making these changes is settling in, quieting down, and being able to connect to yourself. Now this can be a major challenge in today's world with media, culture, and other energies that pull us out of our ability to connect. When you've tried fitness, meditation, and other self-development practices, and still find yourself feeling alone and lacking connection, you may be feeling out of options and wondering if you'll ever be able to tap into your full potential that you know deep down is possible in your life. What we have found in working with our clients is that plant medicines, and cannabis in particular, can guide us in having the experience of what true connection looks and feels like. In this way, cannabis can act as a rite of passage for connection and a gateway toward the spouse, tribe, mission, and life you know you are ready for. Now the pitfall here is that many people become codependent on the medicines, such as cannabis, and expect the medicine to do the work for them. If this continues, What will happen is the user will find themselves reaching for more and more cannabis to feel connection without taking ownership of their role in the outcome of their experience, and thus they will fall into repeating the same painful patterns. As Zen Buddhism teaches, how you do anything is how you do everything. Therefore, if this painful pattern is showing up in your relationship with cannabis, it is likely a reflection of the same patterns you're experiencing in your friendships, romantic relationships, business, and your relationship with yourself. 
Learning to work with cannabis effectively will supercharge your experience and will help you get the result you are actually seeking, which is connection. We created a program to support seekers and high achievers like you in doing exactly this. To learn how to work with the healing power of cannabis to connect you back to yourself so you can unlock purpose, passion, and creativity in all areas of your life. What this program will give you is the long lost user manual for cannabis. This user manual will teach you how to connect with cannabis correctly so that the plant can act as your spiritual aid and ally in life, just as our ancestors understood and practiced. If you're ready to unlock the full power of cannabis, meet like-minded people on the same path as you, build more purpose into your life, and have the most fun doing homework you've ever had, this message is for you. To learn more and qualify for your spot in the program, hop over to our Instagram profile at highly.optimized and book a discovery call. The conscious cannabis revolution is here. Will you be joining us? Sending all of you love. Enjoy the rest of the show. Dude, you're so right about that, man. Like that, that core, that story we're telling ourselves is I'm not worthy of, of the things that I actually want, or I don't trust that these things are actually coming to me and, and are going to be a part of my life. You know, so you, you say yes to everything. And, you know, I fall victim, I've fallen victim to that as well. But now, dude, my go-to is no, you know, my, yes. my, my <laughs> number one, my number one is no. And then after that, I'd be like, okay, you know, I would kind of reconsider, but yeah. uh, you know, it, in, you know, not to backtrack too far, but we, we talked about, you know, that space between stimulus and response, right? Not, mm. you know, allowing that fear to creep in and then react from that fear. I just think that's so important for men, you know, working with men and, and, and I, I really try to drive that home is not to, you know, to acknowledge our emotions, to, to feel them, to process them but not be victim to them, you know, not let those emotions, you know, wrap, wrap them or wrap you around their finger and react. Right. And that's so important for the masculine energy, right? Cause the masculine energy creates presence, creates safety, creates protection. And, yes. and, you know, if, if you're a man and, and you're emotionally reacting or you're, you know, reacting out of fear and you're not, you haven't, haven't actually taken that time to, you know, keep your nervous system calm and, you know, think logically and, you know, think about what you actually do want or think about the, the situation at hand that creates a massive distrust in you and with, with relation to women and with relation to the world. And it's just like, it creates this dynamic. This, it, there's no polarity there, right? So a man needs to be able to control his emotions and, and keep things in check within himself to create safety for the feminine. I mean, any man that has a woman in, in, in their life that he, they care about, such as a mother, a sister, uh, a partner, uh, a daughter, you know, being able to harness the, that, that, those emotions and, and create a stable protecting safe environment is is for her first and foremost in my opinion absolutely being able to hold sacred space right it's one of the most divine qualities of a truly balanced man and you know like one of the best analogies i have for this is the salsa dance right like the male is the leader of the salsa dance right not because he's mm. better but because the mm. woman her mission in the salsa dance is to be able to express fully and go absolutely all in on her dance. And the only mm -hmm. way that she's able to do that is if that man connects eyes with her and essentially tells her with his eyes, I got you. I know exactly where you're going to move and I'll be there to catch you when you're doing your, mm -hmm. your backbend. And so 
yeah. to the degree that men are reacting, right? And they're unable to be present and they're unable to hold that sacred space is the degree to which everything else in their life is going to show up in chaos because they are the ones that are meant to create that sacred space. And from that place, you know, that's where everything becomes possible, right? Without that, nothing is possible. With that, everything is now possible, right? Now we have context. Now we have the available space to be able to ask ourselves, hey, am I happy? Am I fulfilled? What is, you know, going right in my life? What is going wrong, quote unquote, in my life? What do I want to shape? What do I want to fix? And, you know, I love using fitness analogies with this. And considering we both love fitness, I feel like this would be a really on brand type thing to do where like we talk about like, you know, the only reason that we are able to, you know, make changes in the gym and get new PRs is because we're evaluating and saying, hey, what are my weaknesses right now, right? What are some things that I mm-hmm. should, you know, work on? I don't want to spend all my time working on weaknesses, right? Because then you just end up feeling like a failure all the time, right? But what are <laughs> yeah, some yeah. things that are currently holding me back is a, is a better way to say it. What are some things that are currently right. holding my strengths back? And right. that only becomes available when you rest and digest and you're able to downregulate and actually create available space and beyond what I call vacation vibration, right? Where you're in a constant state of feeling calm and present. And then from there, you know, especially you talked about women, like that is so valuable for women, right? Because that's what they're Mm -hmm. looking for in a man, right? They're not looking for a man to be the buffest or any of these things that, you know, I and many other men have fallen into thinking, right? Because Mm -hmm. of how we're programmed Mm -hmm. through, you know, like Baywatch and all these things we grew up with. But at the same (laughs) time, like, you know, what they're really looking for is just simply to be able to come to you, right, in a romantic relationship, let's say, and tell you about their day without you immediately being like, well, let me fix this, this, and this. Just hold the sacred space and go, wow, yeah, that must be challenging. What can I do to assist you? Like, is there anything I can do to help you feel better about the situation? It's so powerful. Then it becomes like, if if you react to whatever's happening, it becomes like this emotional reaction back and forth. It's like, what's going on, right? (laughs) There's no no stability, right? So the man has to create the stability. And I I like what you talked about with that question of, you know, what what do I need to work on or where's my weakness? And Mm. that's that's one thing I really try to hit home with people and, and thinking about life as kind of like this wagon wheel, right? So we have the base of the wheel, we have these different spokes. So we have relationships, health, career, you know, whatever you fill in the blank of all these different spokes and like assessing that, you know, where are we doing really well? Maybe we're doing really well with our money and our career and our finances, but you know, our relationships are suffering because of it, right? Mm. So how, you know, how can we, how can we move the needle and extend this part of the spoke in relationships and, you know, ask yourself that question, what can I do to improve this aspect of my life and go all in on that, you know, commit, commit to improving that. And whenever you commit to improving that aspect, this other aspect is just going to expand because it, it creates, you know, a more stable will, better working will. So everything, you know, it seems to flow and ebb and flow better. You know, we're, we're always held back by what our weakest link is. And if we attack that weak link, we can expand in so many other ways as well. Absolutely. I mean, you said it perfectly, you know, like when we're able to do that, right? Like you were saying, happiness is an inside job. And I I really feel like everything is an inside job, right? And that Mm -hmm. is the personal power that we talk about, right? Like, you know, I realize as someone who has fallen into victimhood in the past before I got into all this work, I realize how attractive it is to see yourself as a victim because essentially you're saying there's nothing I can do, right? So I don't need to do anything, right? And again, we've been programmed that, you know, it's easier to say that and and that it's a better thing to say that. Like, it's almost like 
we've been programmed by society or I was programmed by society. I'll make it more personal to think that I would feel better in the long run if I admitted I was a victim and blamed other people for my life circumstances. And that was yeah. like one of the biggest aha moments. I mean, you talk about life being a psychedelic experience. That was when life became a psychedelic experience. When I realized that when mm-hmm. I admit something is all my fault, right? Yes, it stings for about five minutes. And then on the other side of that is infinite power, infinite possibilities, yeah. and infinite ability to remember once again that I am God. I create my reality. I can do whatever the hell I want in this life. Yeah, it, it, be, it becomes like this mirror where everything's showing you and teaching you something, right? It's it just a direct reflection of yourself. And whenever you look at it that way, whenever you take responsibility for those things, and that's why relationships are so powerful and so challenging, right? Mm. That's the way we relate to the world. So there's you know, if you have a romantic partner, they're constantly mirroring back to you the way you're showing up, you know, and yes. that that's the beautiful thing about it. it. You know, they're constantly mirroring to you and then you're constantly mirroring to them. And it's up to you both to be able to take responsibility and come together and communicate in a way, find resolution with conflict, and, you know, and build that life together. But, you know, it's, it's all about how we relate to the world, how we relate to our money, how we relate to our career, how we relate to, you know, everything. It's just all relating, right? And that's how we learn. That's how we grow because that's, it's just giving us feedback and, and where we can get better. And it's just, it's just beautiful, you know, sometimes overwhelming process that, you know, if you really wrap your mind around it, it can be overwhelming. Be like, I have to take responsibility for all of this. I get to take responsibility for all this. Yes. I get I get to choose what I, what I create, right? And yes. and then you, it puts you in the driver's seat of your life, man. It's just the most powerful it's the most powerful uh place that I've been in personally. Whenever I can actively say I have created every aspect of my life, like you you have so much power, you know, and, and you carry yourself in a different way and that resonates with other people and it's just it's a great dynamic. And once you learn that and you practice it and you apply it, it's, it's, you know, it's what life's all about. Absolutely. You know, I talk about relationships as relational ships, right? And those ships take Mm -hmm. us into one another because we are all mirrors of one another. And, you know, one of the best descriptions of relationships I ever heard is a relationship is an unspoken agreement to project onto one another in order to help heal yourself through the mirror of someone else. And Mm -hmm. it's so perfect, right? Like, you know, my partner, Rachel and I, like, you know, luckily we both gone through and lifted. We're both huge in self-development. So now if I have a trigger or she has a trigger, it's not, you need to stop doing that. Or, you know, any of the other mm-hmm, reactions mm-hmm. I've had in the past, it's, Hey, when you said that it brought this up in me and I'd like to talk about it because I'm realizing it most in 99.9% of cases, it has nothing to do with her or what she said, right? It triggered yeah. something in me that could not even be mine, right? It could be ancestral. Right. It could be something I brought, I got brought into this world with, but when you get some curious. kind of bullshit that's going on up here. Right? Yeah, exactly. Right. Who knows? Yeah. Right. And, and again, like this is a perfect you know, opportunity to say the quote that Albert Einstein says, you can't solve a problem with the same level of thinking that created it. Right. So when the mm-hmm. mind starts to run, like you have the trigger, you have the sensation in your body. Right. And then mm-hmm. your mind starts to put some type of story to it. And depending on what side of the mind is uh, in the forefront, right. Depending on if you've done, you done regulation practices that day, one voice is going to be louder than the other. So if you're really mm-hmm. high stress and you haven't been giving yourself time to relax and sleeping well, then it's going to be like, fuck this person. They don't, they mm-hmm. don't respect you, you know, kick them to the curb. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you give drive, yourself driving this car into the wall, <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, they tell race car drivers, you know, 
when you're spinning out, don't look at the wall because you're going to go there. Right. And what do a lot of people do? They start looking at the metaphorical wall that is like blame mm-hmm. game and all of this stuff. Right. And again, yeah, that's yeah. why once again, it's so important to have that daily ritual and daily practice to down regulate because then that voice will still be there. Right. But it will be quieter and you'll hear it kind of yelling. And then there'll be another voice. that's like, get curious about this. What's there. This is fun. This is juicy. Get yeah. into it. Right. And that is yeah. a special sauce. Dude, I love the way I love the way that you express that and you explain it because, dude, for me, relationships has been one of the most uh, uh, powerful teachers in my life. You know, I've been in toxic relationships where I didn't have these good practices put in place, and neither did the other person. We're just like, you know, kind of like spitting on each other and just fire and just, you know, just not a good place to be. And then, you know, I've had a very, very healing relationship that feels like, you know, just this overall space of just powerful divine love and it's like yeah we 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 can have these these triggers and these things that go on but if we both look at it as a form of what what is it teaching me you know what what can i learn from this how can i improve this and that's where that's where the healing power comes from and if you if you've never experienced a healing relationship something that just feels like you feel in your bones you feel the love you know radiate throughout your body like if you're someone who's never experienced that, I'm I'm here to tell you that it's real. Like it, it's a real yes. thing, and you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, you know, it's it's an embodiment of of you know, if you're willing to go there with somebody, and you're both willing to be vulnerable and commit and and go all in on growing together, right? Growing together. I think that was a, one of the big things that had held me back a long time in, in previous relationships is it felt more like a competition, right? Mm-hmm. It felt more like, oh, this person's going against me. This person is going against me. It's kind of like this tug pull thing where, you know, a healing relationship is you're on a team, you're going together, you're right. You're, you're, we're, we're all going to grow. That's what we're here for. And, you know, if I can support you in any way, you know, I love to, you can support me. I accept that I can receive that, you know, and it's just like this beautiful dynamic. Yeah. It's coming from a place of abundance, right. And becoming a power couple mm-hmm. and it doesn't have mm-hmm. to only be in romantic relationships, right? Like, you know, uh, I know, you know, Ben Joy Walker, and uh, I know you probably yeah. know Brady Brewer and Bill Burnett, the guys that are doing the breathwork course and everything. And like, I saw them posting, you know, like, Hey, we're releasing this program, whatever. And I was like, dude, I'm going to share that. Right. Because I want, like, I know these guys are top notch at what they do and I don't do that stuff. So why would I like, mm-hmm. what is there? There's, there's so much money in the world. There's seven and a half billion people people on the planet. There is no competition. I want to see my circle, get it. I want to be eating at the same table that everyone else that I love is eating at, because that's the reality that makes me the most fulfilled. And it's so beautiful to get to help other people in any way, shape or form, live out their truth, right? Live out their gifts, because that is, you know, that is literally the best message you can give the universe is, oh, I come from a place of abundance. So I want to, if there's any people that I know that will sign up for these guys' courses, I'm going to do that immediately because I know they would do the same thing for me. And having those types of relationships in your life are the most meaningful. And those are the ones that you're talking about that can be so healing yeah. and so impactful and so empowering. Yeah, man. When, whenever you alchemize that like comparison or that scarcity and you turn it into something you know, on the positive end of the spectrum, it just feels, life feels different, man. And life comes at you differently and you just operate on a frequency. It's like, it's really difficult to, you know, transcribe. Yes. And like, but if you can, if you can, you know, alchemize that, that dark energy into light energy, your whole life is going to change. You know, it's just, it's just, uh, 
an ability to commit to the process of doing it because it doesn't always feel easy. And I think yeah. that's one of the things uh, a lot of people kind of talk themselves into, Oh, you might maybe trying something or, you know, trying to do something on your own and like, you know, diving into something, but then running into an obstacle and kind of like throwing your hands up in the air and telling yourself, you can't do it. You can do it. You can absolutely do it. Just having the right tools in place and the right people to support you is, you know, is what is going to make the difference. Yes. Like that same quote, you can't solve a problem with the same other thing that created it, right? What is the reason to have a coach? Well, well, because if you're in the thick of it, you're going to ultimately mm-hmm. end up trying to solve the problem with the same level of thinking that created it. So having an yeah. outside source, a third party, I mean, my, my calls with my coach take about five to 15 minutes now, right? I'll be like, I'm presented with this. And he's like, try this. And I'm like, oh, that totally works, right? Because now we right. know each other so well and we understand how one another works. And, you know, you were talking about uh, these feelings, right? When you're on a different vibration, it's it's hard to explain. And I think this is one of the biggest challenges that's facing our society right now is that we think that if we can't see it or explain it, it doesn't exist and it has no meaning whatsoever. And the best yeah. things in life, aka love, hope, charity, compassion, gratitude, they don't have an explanation, right? They're a feeling that's meant to be felt. Right. And that is the magic of life, things that cannot be understood. And we have this challenge with people that are white knuckling life, controlling everything going, well, if I can't see it with my eyes, then it doesn't exist. It's like, well, have you heard about how your science that you worship also realizes that you only see 4% of visible reality. So if you want to believe it, when you see it, that only works if you want to omit 96% of reality. And I think like this whole, like coming back online of qualitative science is really where science and spirituality meet. Right. And that's mm-hmm. so powerful because, you know, things like, you know, I'm wearing the biogeometry, you know, uh, pendants and things like this that are energy qualities. They're not really mm-hmm. measurable by the same type of quantitative science that we're used to. Right. But that doesn't mean right. they don't exist. Right. Like I imagine anyone right. listening, I've said this in a lot of episodes. So I imagine people already know what I'm going to say, but <laughs> you have love for one person and you have love for another person. But can you measure in units how many units of love you have for one person or the other? No. Mm-hmm. But yet all of us agree that love exists right? In some way, shape, or form, we felt it, right? And so I think like, you know, the things that, you know, don't have a necessarily like a definition or meaning to it, those are the best things that I like to include in my life more than anything, because I like to be awestruck. I like to be wowed. And honestly, mm-hmm. calculus doesn't do it for me. You know, love is I, way I better agree. than calculus. I agree, <laughs> I agree man. I think dude, you made a really good point. Like, I think intuitively, everybody knows, like, there's these intangible things that we can't really describe but nobody wants to talk about it you know i I think everybody you know if you can dig down into the root of who you are like you know that there's there's more there emotionally you know spiritually because you felt it and in some degree you felt it you know whether it's getting into the flow state if you're an athlete or whether it is love if you're in a relationship or you know seeing a child play like just little things like that or with animals you know pets dogs you know I think, I think people just need to talk about it. You know, I, that's the biggest thing. Get out of your head. Logic is, you know, I say this all the time. Uh, logic is an app. It's not the operating system, right? Yes. Use it when it's, when it's, when it's useful, when it's, when it's needed, you know, and, and the rest of the time, just you be you, be, be you and, and full expression of who you are. Yes. You know, I love that because it lines up perfectly with the philosophy of what I am stands for, right? 
I is the humanness, right? The form. And mm-hmm. the am is the being, the formless, right? And that's the perfect, you know, junction point between being a human and being a spiritual being. And I think where a lot of people have a challenge is that they end up unconsciously becoming just I, right? And that's where scarcity comes in. That's where fear comes in, which what is fear? It's the absence of everything that is, right? Because it's the, it's the uh, antonym of faith right? Faith and fear are opposite ends of the spectrum. And if you, you know, if you choose to embody things that instill fear in you, like the news, like these things, like, you know, it's so funny because, you know, people will tell me like, you don't watch the news. How do you know what's going on? I'm like, Hey, um, there's seven and a half billion people on the planet and there's a big world. Anything is happening right now. Someone's getting married. Someone's Mm -hmm. dying. Some there's a war starting. There's a war ending, right? Anything is happening. But what it comes down to is how do you end up showing up the best way you can to do your part in healing the collective and raising the consciousness of the planet? That's the only question I ask my clients because that's the only one really worth asking, right? Is like, what can you do different than anyone else? You have a unique set of fingerprints that has never walked the earth and will never walk the earth again. What are you going to do with it, right? How are you choosing to empower yourself? Yeah, dude, I love that. You know, I I really feel like the, the whole like, everybody talks about like this purpose and you, t- you already talked about, right. Like earlier, like what's your purpose right now. Right. Mm. But you know, really, I, I think what we're here to do is we're here to learn. We're here to grow. We're here to expand. We're here to experience mm. everything else. is just, you know, shit on top, you know, Bonus points. shit on top. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, like if you, if you can get to that place where, and you let go of that sense of control that you feel like you need and, and you just allow life to unfold and like you accept things fully for what they are right now but you commit wholeheartedly for what you want to create like man there's no better place to be absolutely man you know i mean that is the still point right that is the being in the i am right that is the am right that is choosing to be consciously aware and present because what is the only moment that exists right now in this moment is the only moment you'll ever truly have, right? The past is an illusion. The future is an illusion, right? They they've either happened or yet to come. And really the only time that we can make change and actually enjoy is the present moment. And that's why it's so important. Once again, like, I feel like we really want to, you know, get this clear to everyone listening is like, you have all the power in the world right now to change your reality. And so it's like, if that is true, if you choose to believe that and empower yourself with that knowledge, well, what becomes possible now, right? What is available now in your life? To choose? Yes, exactly. Yeah, Get into the mind of a child, right? Like yeah. a child, no matter if they've seen one rock, or 20 rocks, every one is the first one they've seen up until a certain age when they get an ego and they're told that magic isn't real and all these things and they're brought back down to earth, right? They're brought back to quote unquote reality, which what even is reality? Reality is a lie. We're allegedly on a rock, allegedly floating what we call in through what we call space. We don't know anything, right? So why are we trying to tell people that we know anything? It's just so silly. It's such a, it's such a thirst trap, right? And it's such a, it's such a spiritual trap and it's such a happiness and fulfillment and joy and love and compassion and gratitude trap as well. I mean, it all leads into one another and you can free yourself from that, from one decision to choose, to start see things, start seeing things as happening for you and arguing for that. Not because you can prove it quantifiably, but because you choose it as your own truth because the other side smells like office supplies. <laughs> right, right, man, dude. Drop the mic on that, dude. Hell yeah. Hit the nail on the head. Oh, but yeah. something else I want to talk about is, you know, like you mentioned, I, I do have a son, right? Mm. He's before in February 
And like looking at him like grow and develop and learn and always having that sense of curiosity, man, has taught me so much. It's been mm-hmm. invaluable to who I am. Like he's he's my coach, honestly. Like, you know, just looking at the way that he processes his emotions and how he has his perspective on the world, it's just everything's just so beautiful. And, you know, that that brings me down, you know into my childlike state and Mm. then i'm curious and i'm in a creation mode then right it's like whenever whenever you're you're looking to make changes in your life you don't want to you talked about in the opening of the podcast you don't want to you know come to something from the fact of like you don't like about yourself and try to create a change from there you know that's one thing i talk to my clients about like yeah if you if you want to lose your weight you know that's one thing but you have to accept yourself fully for who you are first and, mm. and where you're at. And, and w- once you do that, then you get into that curiosity and that creation mode of like, Oh, what's actually possible? How much weight could I lose? You know, how yeah. healthy could I be, you know, yeah. and rather than trying, ra- rather than trying to fix something. Cause you're not broken. Right. Exactly. You're not broken. We're, we're just experiencing, we're just humans here. You know, like you said, flying through space, apparently. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Like, it's, it's energy alchemy, right? Saying, I don't want to be fat anymore versus saying, I do want to be fit, right? Like, what does that put your attention on? And again, like I said before, where attention goes, energy flows, right? And energy creates your reality, Language. right? We are just energy, exactly. And that's why the spoken word is so powerful. And that's why, man, it's so amazing to meet other enlisted coaches that are taking this and giving it to their clients and empowering the world because we all have an opportunity to better the world while we're here, right? We're here for a short time. Right. And, and really like, you know, considering, you know, how you and I live, maybe, you know, 150 years we're here. Right. And, uh, and so yeah, like, yeah, sure. you know, like, and so what are we going to do with that time? Right. Like, is it the quantity of your life or the quality of your life? And what does quality come down to? Right. For me, in my own personal experience of life, quality of life comes down to how easy and how much help did I give other people to help them feel more comfortable and safe with the experience of being alive. So then they could go do that. It's the pay it forward module, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's the whole pay it forward, you know, theology and, and whole idea because, you know, when you give someone a smile, they're more likely, likely to give someone else a smile and they're more likely to give someone else a smile before you know it, the whole world around you is smiling because you made one conscious decision to no matter what was going on in your day, to smile through it and say, hey, it's okay. Everything's going to be fine in the end. You know why? Because I have faith in the process. I have faith in the process of me and I have faith in the process of everything that's happening around me and the people in my life and the life circumstances that are thrown at me as happening for me. You know, that's that's how we alchemize our life and really own our lives and own our stories. Absolutely, brother. I couldn't have said it better myself. I mean, that just goes back to the whole ripple effect, you know, taking responsibility and just, you know, training yourself to get into that positive state of mind just creates abundance. It creates prosperity, it creates joy, it creates experience, you know, and experience the right way. Yes, man. I love that. Well, dude, this has been an absolutely incredible conversation, man. I have loved this flow. Dude, we literally, I mean, an hour just flew by, man. We just literally were in vacation vibration flow the whole entire time. Mm-hmm. And I want to make sure that I give you a chance to tell people where they can connect with you, uh, what programs you're offering, anything you have coming up, uh, anything and everything that is Levi Dikey. I want to give you a chance to really like own that and put it out there and uh, tell the people where they can find you. Yeah, man. The biggest, the best place to find me is on Instagram, Dikey. And I have an eight-week transformation program. So if anything you heard in here resonates, anything you heard, you know, hits home and, and you're curious, you want to, you know, improve some aspect of your life or you're not really sure where to start, you know, just 
send me a message, ask me a question, you know, we'll have a conversation and we'll see if you're the right fit to work with me. If not, you know, I work with a whole network of other coaches. I know a lot of people and, you know, I can pass you along to them. But yeah, just send me a message and, you know, send me a follow, see if anything resonates and, and we'll go from there. Beautiful, man. Yeah. And I have one last question that I love asking everyone at the end of the uh, episodes. And that is, if someone listening could only make one change to highly optimize their life, what would Levi Dyke suggest that change be? Breathe. Mm, hell yeah. Big, big nasal inhale, fill your belly up with air, slow exhale, that down regulates your nervous system and just create some clarity, create some uh, perspective. And then from there, then you can, you know, take the, take the necessary uh, actions from there and to create the life that you want. You know, I think breath is, is our number one tool. Absolutely. Low and slow creates that flow, yo. I was a poet Absolutely and did, did know it. <laughs> dude, I want to thank you so much, man, for for having me on. You're a beautiful soul, dude. Oh, it's been dude, so, thank you, man. It's been so fun, like, seeing you evolve over the years. Like, we, we never really got in close contact, but we've always kind of stayed connected in some, some uh, aspect. But it's been so much fun to see you evolve and change and transform yourself and thank the you, things man. that you're doing in the world, dude. You're, you're a can of cannabis program i think that's awesome and amazing. dude thank you man and, and, and just this podcast man this can change somebody's life is listening so you know i just want to thank you and appreciate you and acknowledge you for that brother that is so well received man and i appreciate you so much you know you know it's so amazing you know especially from the lifted community but you know through a couple of different communities just to be able to watch us all grow and watch us all create the realities of our dreams right it's so inspirational and that is what i choose to put my focus on because i know that anything that i want is possible in my life and i know that because mm-hmm. i see it mirrored back in the people around me like yourself that are living that out and if they can do it. If I spot it, then I got it. Right. And it goes for anyone listening. Like if you're hearing things that Levi and I talked about and you're like, wow, that's really cool. The reason you spot that is because you have it inside of you too. And it's so Mm -hmm. empowering to realize that because we are our own biggest cheerleaders. Right. And, Mm -hmm. you know, being able to come from a balanced state, like we were talking about with masculine energy allows us to be able to reflect these things back on one another and give each other the medicine that is us. Right. And again, we're yeah. all mirrors of one another. We're all walking each other home. It's so potent, man. I love it. Absolutely. Inspiration, right? It's coming from within, right? Yes. So you inspire me, brother. Oh, dude. Likewise, bro. And guys, I was first connected to Levi through the Unlifted coaching platform last year and his dedication and commitment to his own life resonated and inspired me at a deep level. As the saying goes, how you do anything is how you do everything. Therefore, when I find someone like Levi, who I can tell is so disciplined in his own life with rituals and routines, I immediately know that the work he is putting out is going to be top notch. His approach to health and body transformation is innovative, unique, and best of all, exciting. One of the main reasons clients fall off when working with coaches is because of the coach's inability to keep things fresh and exciting. And trust me when I say that Dr. Levi has absolutely crushed that department in keeping his clients attentive, curious, and coming back for more time and time again. For any of you listening who are ready to commit to yourselves and give your health and body the transformation you know is possible and that you deserve, please reach out to Dr. Levi and allow him to guide you in that transformative process. You owe it to yourself, those you love, 
and your mission as a whole to give yourself the best chance possible at having the best, most healthy and confident experience of life possible. Levi, thank you so much for riffing with me on the podcast and bringing us into your world. And until next time, my brother, journey well, be well. Much love over to you. Namaste. What is up, everybody? I hope you are all enjoying the show, and I wanted to stop by real quick and share a little bit about our latest podcast sponsor, Freedom Builders. Now, Freedom Builders are a team of graphic designers, website creators, videographers, social media marketing experts, and coaches that build out your custom online business from A to Z. This is a done-for-you service, which means they do the work for you while you get to put your focus back on what you love most, which is coaching your clients and bringing in sales. Now, as a former online fitness coach, Mike knows where your struggle points are and exactly how to help you overcome them. This is why he created Freedom Builders, so that you can scale your business while protecting your time and your energy. Now, you guys know that delegation is a business superpower, and you can activate this superpower today by scheduling a complimentary call with Mike at freedombuilders with a z on the end.com so you can start building the freedom that allows you to take your business to the next level. Alex and I recently connected with Freedom Builders for our Connect with Cannabis build out and we could not have been happier with the results. With Mike and his team, they were able to go through an outline and create a personalized program for our experience, develop our brand identity, build and design a custom branded webpage, professionally edit our program video content, custom design all of our slide presentations, automate our email marketing sequences, create a seamless payment system for our offer, design unique infographics for our social media content, and guide us through our proven launch blueprint to generate organic leads through our social media. So if you're a coach, facilitator, or healer listening to this ad right now, and you are looking to put freedom back into your life, once again, go to freedombuilders, with a Z on the end, dot com, and book your complimentary call today. I hope you all enjoy the rest of the show and I'm wishing you the best day ever.